Welcome to That Game Show, the awkward, inappropriate, random podcast that occasionally talks about games. What's up, everyone? We're back. We have another episode, which is the most that we've done in nine months. Why are you... Chapstick! Why are you holding my chapstick? Strawberry flavored. Yes, I prefer strawberry flavored chapstick over... Would you eat chapstick if you were stuck on a desert island? I think if it's a desert island, I might have to. Like, it's a point of survival. I think I'd rather just die. Now it makes me want to, like, check my lips just to make sure. Uh, We have... A good amount of stuff to talk about. We'll talk about some video games. Uh, I'll give my game of the year and why I think it's a game of the year. Um, and with games that we're playing. But first, the more important question. Kyle, if you have a hole just below the band on your underwear, is it still good? Uh, it's still good, but I mean, it's it's got to be careful with, like, when you... Like, if I was chilling at home or, like, doing, like, yard work or... Um, if I was like just doing like casual, like cleaning, I would wear it like where I'm not out in public cause it's, it's a little tr- trashy. Yeah. But, uh, but like if it was like right below the band, like a smaller hole, that's, that's fine. I, like at what point is underwear like at the state where you have to throw it away? When, it, when it's ripping, like when it's ripping kind of thing. I, I, I feel like if there's like a hole. How big of a hole? I mean, it's a just dime? like a tiny hole. Like a dime. But it's hole. one of those like. My fiance and I will argue about this sometimes. She's like, "Why don't you tra- throw that away?" I'm like, I don't need to. Like, I have like, the band still works. Like, I don't have like a hole exposing me. Like, yeah. I mean, I I have one pair that I use especially like when I'm outside working in the lawn or something because I'm like I'm gonna sweat like inevitably. Like, yes. I'm, like that's like the whole reason I have clothes that I can put on that are gonna be like outdoor work outside it's gonna get dirty and all that stuff like clothes like, it's the same concept mm-hmm. for that like you know you're not gonna put on like a pair of silk underwear and be like all right i'm going outside to mow the lawn and yeah. trim the hedges like this doesn't make any sense um i feel like this would be an appropriate poll question for the next con because like last year mm-hmm. we, we had a lot mm-hmm. of success with um can you have a seven hour nap and are french fries only meant to be eaten in the car I feel like this could well, be... French fries can be eaten anywhere, but seven hours is still a nap. So, I, I, the I, people spoke. They were correct. I think they sided with me. Uh, no. no. I don't want to look it up. Anyway, um, I know we've played a lot of games, or at least I have played a good amount of games. I don't know if you've done anything since the... Have you played anything since the break? Um, let's see. Uh, I went through and played The Witcher 3 somewhat again in honor of the show, although I have not watched the show yet. show's really good. I have heard very, very good things about it. I did go and I played through Skyrim again for no reason other than just to play through Skyrim again. Okay. All the Pokemon games that have been coming out, I went through and played through every single one of them uh, in order up until Sword and Shield. And when Sword and Shield came out, I played through Sword and Shield and beat it. Um, Super Mystery Dungeons included because, you know, they have the new, or they have the remaster remake coming out. It's kind of unclear which route they're going with it. Okay, actually, let me stop you there for a second because people, I guess, were complaining about the Pokedex or something in the new ones. Oh, yeah, Sword and Shield. So they didn't release an entire... So the Pokedex, up until Sword and Shield, had featured like over 800 Pokemon. Okay. Um, and then when Sword and Shield was released, that number would probably have jumped a little bit higher, but they didn't release any entire Pokedex. They only made it so that certain ones were in the game and certain ones were not. Um, now they're releasing DLC so that some of those ones that were excluded previously will now be added in. 
So it would be like getting a Smash Bros. roster from, like, Smash Bros. Ultimate. And you know how people didn't like how Snake was left out in, like, Smash 4, for yes. instance? That's exactly what happened there, is they left out certain characters. And in Pokemon, they just left out certain Pokemon chains. Is the DLC free, or no, is it? No, okay. Oh, my bad. It's, uh, it's, uh, like, 30 bucks, 39 bucks for both of them. Is it worth it? Yeah. I mean... It's either that or they release a third version, which combines the two previous ones, and it adds like a little bit more story, and then they sell it for sixty anyway. So, okay, yeah, because I heard some people complaining about it, and like it, have... it, it was warranted. It was a warranted complaint. I agree with them. I think it was too. I don't personally like. I don't have an opinion one way or another. Like, I wouldn't. I was gonna buy the game regardless because I wanted it, but mm-hmm. it did make it a little bit like, ooh, you left out a lot of really good ones and put some really curious ones in that didn't need to be in there in my opinion like okay. things that people unanimously really don't care for what was one of yours like stunfisk i didn't want to see in the game again and they put it in the game with a new form what's wrong with stunfisk it's ugly and stupid i gotta look this up now stunfisk. <laughs> it's a flat stupid fish that now they made into a bear trap and now it's a steel type it just bothered me because it, it didn't need to be remade or even included in the game in the first place, and they did. They also included Sock and Throw, which were two of the more questionable fighting types that were people were like, eh, they're, they're a little weird. Yeah, he just like... It's a stupid fish! He looks like a, like a, a fish that just goes... Now he's now he's a bear trap in that first Yeah, he, I see the bear yeah. trap that you're referring to. He He's one of those I didn't really care for when I found out he was in the game. I mean... I'm thinking through some of the other ones where I, they included... I wasn't a big fan of, like, Spritzy and Aromatisse, mostly because they were trades things, and they weren't... I'm not, a, like, a big fan of those two, but they, they included them then, too. Um, I thought it was interesting. They made... So they included Caterpie's family, so the Caterpie, Metapod, Butterfree. Okay. They did not, however, include Weedle, Kakuna, and Beedrill, which I thought was a little interesting. That is interesting. They usually like to keep the bugs paired together, but they, they went the route and didn't do it for this run. Um, so I was like, okay, that's a little... They only also had Charmander's family. They did not have Squirtle or Bulbasaur's at the time. They will be introducing them in the DLC, which is cool, but it was just like a big, why are you including only Charmander? Why not, like, Squirtle and Bulbasaur's? Well, I think of the three, is Charmander the more popular? It's probably the most popular from the original games. Although people have kind of shifted now because we've gotten so much Charmander that people kind of don't like Charmander as much now. Mm-hmm. It's like a... You know, you're just exposed too much to something and now you don't like it. It's like watch it's like listening to your favorite song over and over again and now you hate your favorite song. Okay. And now you like other songs. I guess that's fair. Alright, cool. So we kinda got like the Pokemon talk out Pokemon of the way. Master. Yeah, I mean like I, I kinda just come to you when it comes to like Pokemon stuff. Um you Other mentioned Smash Brothers and yeah. I feel like it's appropriate. They're, s- they're still doing updates for it. They're still doing updates. Did you watch the latest Smash Direct? Yes, I did. It was why are we getting another Fire Emblem character? Like, we don't need another Fire Emblem character. I, I'm waiting for the Fire Emblem versus the world type game. Like, it's Pretty Marvel versus Capcom. It's Fire Emblem versus the world. If because... you watch Nintendo Directs, like, revealed in New York headquarters, where, like, all the fans, you know, they go in the building and they watch, mm-hmm. every time they get really hyped for the new characters. And then Fire Emblem was introduced in this latest one, and everyone was like, ah. Yeah, like, everybody was like... I think a lot of people wanted Dante. Like, Dante yeah. seemed to be, like, yeah. the consensus favorite, which I, I would have loved because I think Dante is probably the coolest character in gaming history. But the fact that, like, we already have, like, enough Fire Emblem people. Yeah. 
we do and we didn't need it and we got it and i'm just like ah how like help me out with this do we have more fire emblem characters than mario people um if i were to go through let's see we have mario luigi peach bowser um wario um, yoshi yoshi kid koopa yeah you do have baby bowser or kid koopa whatever you call him Dr. Mario, technically. Yeah, I guess Dr. Mario would count. Um, PD Piranha. PD Piranha, yeah. Um, so you have a pretty substantial list there. Yeah. Um, I know there's going to be one we're forgetting. I, I know there's one I'm forgetting, too. It's probably because I don't play them. I mean, technically, you have Mirror Peach, but that doesn't count. Um, you have a, Wait, I mean, does have... Daisy technically... Oh, Rosalina. Oh, Rosalina, yes. Yeah, there's Rosalina. So right. you're, you're at almost 10 there. Yeah, we're at 10. So Fire Emblem, you you're getting close i mean you don't i don't think you have 10 fire emblem characters but you're kind of really close with it you, you do have marth roy marth, roy ike, ike lucina um you do have uh shulk no shulk is um i think so xenoblade okay um but you do have uh chrom or chrome however you pronounce it okay um i'm pretty sure anyway i'm not i'm 100 sure on that one uh, you have the new one. Yeah, Byleth. So you have six. Mm-hmm. And I think Robin? I think Robin is. Is like, Robin Fire Emblem? I can't remember. Let me double check. Oh, man. I thought it. I thought so, but now that I say it out loud, it's one of those, like, I might be pulling my own chain. I might be honest about this. I can't exactly remember. Um thinking about it yeah I, I think it is now you're like look wait you're looking through the I'm, entire I'm trying to look yeah i would just google it is robin fire emblem. well i originally was looking at like the smash brothers oh, list just okay. to make sure robin robin is, is fire emblem fire emblem so that brings you to seven uh yep so right now here's all of them marth lucina roy crom ike robin corinne and byleth so that's eight eight so you're kind of close i mean my i i know why they do it right fire emblem's representation isn't as strong in the in you know nintendo's universe or in the gaming world as it could be mostly because it's one of those games that doesn't do as well in the united states mm-hmm. as it does elsewhere it's also like a more of a cult following okay right? actually i have now i was able to sort them out by uh series oh, okay so, yeah um, oh donkey kong and diddy kong Can't no forgot they're no they're they put them in their own series oh they get their own that's what i was okay. wondering as okay. well but yeah you had um Mario, Luigi, Peach, da- they counted Daisy, Bowser, Dr. Mario, uh, Rosalina, Petey, Piranha, and Bowser Jr. So just out of curiosity, why do they count Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong? Is there? I, I know that they're technically speaking, they're like Diddy Kong County. Diddy Kong County. Diddy Kong County. Oh, Diddy Kong County makes a return. Donkey Kong They didn't count that. Yoshi. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's where it becomes questionable because Yoshi's technically... I mean, like, it was playable. It wasn't a playable, playable character in, in, like, Mario games, but it's part of Mario. Yeah. Likewise, Donkey Kong is, you know, from the originals and stuff like that. So it's a little, little, little questionable, is all yeah. I'm saying. But uh, I, I we also it. have eight from the Pokemon universe. Eight from the Pokemon. Um, one from the Ice Climbers universe. What? We have two. No, no. <laughs> we have not and Popo. Wario wasn't on there, actually. Yeah, Wario, because technically he'd be WarioWare, wouldn't he? War- yeah, they put him under WarioWare. Yeah, I thought so. Sonic is by himself, which I'm you surprised we haven't gotten Tails yet. I, I Or Knuckles or anybody else. Yeah. Like Rouge, Rogue, whatever you want to call her. Uh, Rouge. I like Rouge better, but some people are like, that's not right. 
Um, um, yeah, I'm looking at some of the others. It's yeah. it's definitely a, I think there's a lack of representation for some. Other times it's probably like licensing fees and all that you don't want to pay. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's a lot of financial stuff behind the game's creation that we don't you know. I wanted to. to see Mega Man X get on there, or at the very least Zero, but I think it would be hard to kind of put in Mega Man with him and classic Mega Man being in there. It's like yeah. they're they're very similar. The only difference like you'd have to change up the move set, and I don't know what you would do. That's the other half of it is move sets and changing current characters and balancing out the competitive scene. You know, you notice that one character's really good. You probably, I mean, Nintendo doesn't care too, too much because we had Bayonetta for a while that was just wrecking shop. Yes. And nobody stopped that, but I think we've kind of gotten a little better with it. I haven't mm-hmm. really seen the competitive scene in a while, though. So Neither have I. I've stayed out of it this time. I couldn't do it this round. You couldn't do it? No, I, I, I had to step out. I couldn't, couldn't dedicate myself to that life. It's tough, especially like with fighting games. Like I've seen some of these people, and it's ridiculous. Like they'll jump off the edges of maps just to go and get a kill. Oh, I do that all the and time. Like, oh, that was so fun. I can't. I don't trust myself. I love doing that. Is it? That is a disrespect kill because you don't need to do it sometimes. Like oh, my yeah. favorite kill is the one where they're already dead, and I further die them. Like I further go off out of my way to make sure they die. Like the most disrespectful stuff. They're not going to make it back to the stage. They're already falling down. They're not going to grab on. And I jump off the cliff to, like, dare them. Down air, baby. All down airs. Chase Bunker. We should probably clean up the channel a little bit. In terms of? How many videos we have on there? Kyle Helmstetter. You have 170 videos on there. Yeah. They have two views apiece. Some of them have zero. Yeah, they're largely not good. You ever thought about cleaning them up a little bit? No. This is that game show. All right, so uh, kind of on the topic of fighting games, because this is something that came to me. What is probably the best knockoff game that you've ever played that, like, reasonably shouldn't have been that good? So, like, you have, all right, you have Smash Bros. That's, like, that's the one. Like, Smash Bros. Everybody knows Smash Bros. Yes. But then you have, like, PlayStation All-Stars, which is, like, it's good in its own right, but it's not really, it's not the same, right? The caliber is significantly less. Correct. Controls are a little wonky. Then you have, like, Kung Fu Panda Showdowns of Legendary Awesomeness. Which is like a knockoff Smash Bros, but only with the Kung Fu Panda characters. The music is really good and the graphics are great, but like the actual gameplay is so bad, but it's fun because it's so bad. So like what's the what is a game that you've played off of a I would say like the leader of the series and then it's it it made like a spin off kind of version. I don't know if this applies, but I'm going to say the first one that came to my mind was Galactic Wrestling featuring Ultimate Muscle. I feel like that should count towards something. I, I feel like that does. Like It satisfies at least one of those conditions because that sounds like a bad game. It's, I don't know what it is. Like Curtis and I, former uh, co-host of this show, would play this when we were younger. And it was fun for some reason. And also they have a character named Dick Dick Van Dick, <sighs> which has to be the greatest name in video game history. But like... It was literally like the Ultimate Muscle universe. It was all these characters, and they're all like they have their own specials in their own right. It's cheesy, but I, I played it on a demo disc, and I'm like, all right, I'll try this out once. Like you know, Disney skateboarding was on there on a demo disc, and I tried that out. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah. With, yeah. The, with the simple plan theme song and all that. Yeah, um, classic. I know you know immediately what I'm talking about too. Yeah. Um, what's worse is. You were much younger, probably enjoyed it. I was 25. Uh, I don't know if I enjoyed it, no. per se. <laughs> no, I wasn't 25. Um, but it was just the fact that 
I, I enjoyed myself. And I don't know why, like, this game that's probably largely bad. Like, actually, I could probably look through the reviews right now on my phone and see if, like, it was actually a good game. I mean, that's a lot of the games, though. That I, f- I find myself enjoying, like, really bad games that end up being, like, they're not actually that bad. They just are not as fluid as compared to what they're, they're a knockoff of. So, like, when it originally came out, Brawlhalla was a good example of, like, Brawlhalla was... Not as fluid as it could have been, but it had some, like, it was another, it was a Smash Bros, like, knockoff, it seemed. And it's gotten so good now that they actually have really cool characters that they've added. Like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is now in the game. Really? Yeah, they added Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I've seen some of the characters that they've added, and I was pleasantly surprised, like, what they've put in there. It's actually really cool. Like, the developers try really hard to make that game fun. And I love it for that reason, because, like, yeah, it's kind of like a pay to get these things, but... It's a, it's actually a fun game. Like, I don't play it a lot because it's still, like... It's a fighting game at the end of the day, so that means you have to fight somebody. And, I mean, the CPUs can only entertain you for so long. But I like games that try. Like, the developers actually listen. For a while, back when the uh, the big zombie thing was a thing, um, like, everybody was making zombie yes. games and survival zombie games, I remember uh, there was, like, a 14-year-old that made a game that was, like, unturned really was not a good game it was overall a terrible game but it was free and i downloaded it and played it with my old roommate and we ended up enjoying it just enough to keep playing it here and there and this kid just every week would put out a new update and a new update and a new update, and it became actually a really good game it still looks terrible but it's actually kind of a fun game now um and i just look at that i was like it was kind of a knockoff i don't even know what game I mean, I guess it was just a mass zombies genre, but... Yeah, I remember um, that time when, like, everything became zombies after Left 4 Dead. Right. And then, but it went out of wave a little bit. Like, Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2 came out, because that was, like, Left 4 Dead was 2008 or 9, and then Left 4 Dead 2 was, like, 2011 or 12, I think. I feel like Left 4 Dead 2 came out a lot sooner. Was it? Like, 2010? I'll double Because I was in high school when I got it. I remember that. It must It must have been... I bought it in when I was in um, 10th or 11th grade, I think. So that, it, it obviously was, you know. 2000, uh, 2009. 2009. Wow, so that makes Left 4 Dead 1 probably sooner. Oh, man, I did it again. You were doing so good. Like last, I, last I didn't episode. think it because I didn't think about it. <laughs> Left 4 Dead 1 would be 2006? 2008. 2008. Okay, so it's 2008, 2008. No. Yeah, that, I remember them oh. being, like, one oh. right after the other. And then we never got a third one! Nope. Woo! And Go Steam! Valve came out, so they're definitely not working on it. Go Valve! Although, really cool fact, I don't know if you've ever played um, Dying Light. They, this past Halloween, they did a tribute to Left 4 Dead and included some of the Left 4 Dead weapons in the game. Okay. And uh, it was the same, like, one-hit-to-kill kind of melee weapons, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they added, like... I mean, it was a really, really cool shout-out to Left 4 Dead. Being as it was, that game is... That was, like, what? That was the 10th anniversary then, around yeah. that time. So that was just a really cool shout-out that I thought Dying Light was really awesome with. So I'm looking at the critic reviews right now for Galactic Wrestling featuring Ultimate Muscle. Okay. GameSpot gave it a 7.3. That's actually pretty good. PlayStation Magazine, 7. GamePro, 7. Um, G4 gave it a, gave it a 6. Um, Maxim Online, because apparently they give out reviews, is a 6. Um, right. Game Informer gave it a 4.3. IGN said 4 out of 10, too much water. Okay, can we talk about that for a second? Sure. Like, 
Okay, so the woman, I just found this out that the woman, uh, Callie Plague, I think that's her. I think that's her name. I, she was the one that wrote the review. She's the one that wrote okay. the review. She now works at. Uh, she reviews, I believe, all the Pokemon games. Okay. She's now over at Gamespot. Okay. She reviewed the last one. The Sword and Shield. Yeah, and and, and so she gave it a good review. Okay. But like everyone's like. How's the water level? And she got annoyed by it for a little bit. I don't bit, blame her. But I'm I mean, also like, when you give like such an asinine reason, like, let me phrase that. Not asinine, because I'm not a fan of water levels myself, but that's not one of the things you put in there to... So, oh, you Okay, you tell me, was there too much water? Okay, so, well, that's the thing with Pokemon is it's different, right? Mario levels with water are frustrating. Most... Any platformer game with water is annoying. Yes. Any game that involves water can be taxing because it's water that you have to traverse through. And normally, it's kind of boring. You have very little control over things. There's not a lot going on. And if you find anything, it's either a little fish or a giant shark that's going to screw you over. Yes. So in most games, water is just frustrating. In Pokemon, that's not the same, though, because you're not one, you're not a platformer, and two, you have control over things. There are trainers to battle still. They are all water type, and you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are water Pokemon to encounter. They're all going to be water types. You know that, too. I don't find water levels and or water areas in Pokemon to be frustrating or annoying as much as I just find them at times like, oh, I'm just going to put a grass type in or electric type, and I'm just going to demolish the area because nothing's going to touch me. Most electric types are faster than water types, and they're going to screw them over with their moves. So, to me, like, in the specific game I think she was referencing was Emerald, Ruby, and Sapphire, because it was Gen 3, which I believe she had complaints about with water. Um, Don't quote me on it, because I I could be inaccurate with that assessment, but... Well, we're checking that out. I will check this. Assuming that it was that one. Uh, uh, Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby. Correct. It did have a lot of water, but we already knew that it had a lot of water from everything we've seen about it. And quite frankly, the only time that there was a lot of water was between some of the cities. So like if you went from Lily Cove to Moss Deep, yes, there was a lot of water, but it wasn't that much. And if you went between, obviously to get to Stutz Pulis, you had to go underwater. So they focused on an element of the game that hadn't been previously introduced. Not in Alpha Sapphire Omega Ruby, but like in Mm -hmm. the first, in the originals of them. Um, they made it so you could go underwater and do things, which was kind of boring then because there was really nothing to do underwater, but it was like, Hey, at least they tried something. I don't mind it because it's not that challenging to navigate or it's not that, that it's not that inconveniencing for you. It was a good time to level up Pokemon that you probably weren't going to get to level up on other places. So why not? Like, I think the, the review overall was a little bit inaccurate with that kind of complaint. I think it was just a very nitpicky thing to, to, to whine about. Now, there are other reviews, though, that, that she's written that I think are accurate. Um, yes. So that's not to say, like, that, you know, she's a bad reviewer or she doesn't know what she's talking about. I think it was a va- – at the end of the day, it's a valid complaint if you don't like water. But for, as a as a professional reviewer or doing it for, like, a company, maybe not the best to take, to take aim at, right? Like, take aim at, like, maybe, like, the a bad interface or, like, a – slightly laggy or the water levels are just annoying or yeah they're just annoying to you but you don't have to downgrade the entire game because it has quote too much water because then it's like that's the whole point of team aqua and magma was they wanted to make either more land if you're team magma or more water if you're team aqua so that was the whole like controversy of the game all right so i wonder if there's any more dated reviews that we can make fun of (laughs) 
Uh, well, I mean, I just have to say that I think that Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire had a really crisp and clean gameplay, and the controls, I don't remember the rest of the review. I don't remember either. Do you want to talk about Dead Cells? That's what I was referencing. Oh. Chase Bunker. But now they're actually, they're bringing in the X challenge, where you face two bosses at once. If they do the triple X challenge, it'll end up on Pornhub. Kyle Helmstetter. Or Star Vin Diesel. <laughs> this is that game show. Out of all the careers in gaming, with you have the you have the writers who work on the you know the script writing, you have the designers that focus on levelings and and writing all the codes for that. You have the overseers of all the production, like the sound crews and all that, like the you know the music teams. Then you have the other side of it. You have the reviewers, the playtesters. I mean, nowadays we're switching more to beta, so the like playtesters are us. Yeah. In, in before us, it was like sports games where they, a lot of times they did it was actual playtesters mm -hmm. running in the same direction over and over to make sure that your character doesn't glitch out or things like that. What do you think is the least desirable, and which would you say is the most desirable? Um, I remember there was an episode. Uh, one of the G four shows had this. Playtesters got to be tough because you have to actually like look for everything right and you have to like play things multiple times notice all these glitches like it's gotta be like monotonous like i feel like making games is very difficult yeah like that's one thing like when i talked with greg kasavin from supergiant that's the one thing that he mentions like making games is very difficult making games is difficult and i but on that subject also i would say that anything is difficult if you don't know how to do it if right it's the same concept of like Saving humans' life is difficult. You know, rewriting an entire computer's program is difficult. Being an electrical engineer, building a boat, any of those kind of things are difficult. Even, like, basic writing, I think people underestimate. Like, just writing a book is difficult. Yes. You know, editing is difficult. Filming is difficult. All these things are really hard if you don't know how to do them. Mm -hmm. So I wonder, you know, if you knew how to do it, how... I, it's still going to be hard because at the end of the day, it's... You're, you're designing a literal work of art for people to enjoy for hopefully years, but... With reviewing, it's one of those, like, you anyone can technically write a review just right. because of the fact that it's an opinion. Right. Like, I, one thing I take from, I, I heard Colin Moriarty say this once, it's an opinion. Like, oh, it's not Colin hard Moriarty, to write. Colin Moriarty, one of the Fallout 3 ba. What? You ever seen that? No. Oh, Colin Moriarty is the name of a of a character in Fallout Three. Oh, okay. I that's okay. Never mind. I thought no. that's who you were referring to. All right, just make no. Sure. Uh, former IGN, former kind of funny. Now he does his own thing at Colin's Last Stand. Hmm. He was saying something like along the lines of writing an it's writing an opinion. Now, right. Also, you have to kind of make it entertaining, and you have to actually make it more or less to where like the reader can understand it. You don't want to use a lot of big words and all that because, like, if the reader can't understand it, then it's not good writing. It's, it's right. It's, uh, there was an old Latin phrase that ex summarized that. It was, like, issue confriensis or something, where it was, like, if you're going to say something complex to sound smart but no one understands you, you're not smart at all. Right. Now, also, like, when I went to school for journalism, kind of journalism, they told me, Kind of school. It, well, not yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was community college, so it, pretty much they tell you when you write news stories, be very basic. Right. When summer, someone faces cuts and bruises, they don't face uh, lacerations and all that. Like necromosis, hematomas. Exactly. Kind of don't go full medical. Just say, or uh, don't say lacerations and abrasions. Say cuts and bruises. Yeah. So you have to kind of put that in there, and it's it's hard to like 
especially in this day and age where we're all very ADD centric. And I don't think people like to read anymore. I'm willing to kind of make go on that statement. Yeah. It's kind of hard to write an engaging review, especially when you go like in depth on some of these games, like death stranding when it's so long. So I, I will also give credit to game reviewers. Like I know that we just kind of made fun of a review for saying too much water. Like, Game reviewing is difficult, especially when you have to play a lot of bad ones. You have to like mm-hmm. trash a whole, all the things, find everything that's wrong with it, play the game in its entirety. Like I know some people play it up to a certain point and then they stop. Now people will mention, "Hey, I stopped after this point because I just couldn't take it anymore." Yeah, which is fair. Yeah, you could say, "Oh, they need to finish it; it's part of their job." But at the same time, like if a game is trash, it's not gonna be. Oh, trash up until like the last fight, and like, oh, that was neat. Like, no, no game has uh, somehow gotten good. No bad game has become exponentially better because of the last few hours of it. Like, if it's a bad game, it's a bad game. Do you want to add anything to that conversation? Um, I don't know. I think that they should finish the game. I think that. I don't know if I would say that... I mean, I think you're right that a game isn't going to be better in the last few hours, but it can improve in the last few hours. I mean, it's the same concept with a movie. Like, if you only watch half the movie, and then you get to... The, and you're like, I'm not going to watch this last hour of it because the beginning was terrible. I'm not saying the last ending is going to make it a good movie because you still had to sit through the whole, you know, the hour of terrible, but it may slightly improve, and you're like, oh, there's some redeemable qualities now versus before. Would you agree with this statement that a good game can become bad in the last few hours, yes. but a bad game can't become good with the last few hours? It depends on why it's bad in the first place. I think if it's bad because it has bad writing, it could improve. If it's bad because it's bad graphics, it's not going to become better. It like you can't If you improve the graphics at the end of the game... You're an idiot for releasing the game in the first place. Yeah. Um, now, if it's bad because the characters are kind of un- like they're not really all that interesting, and overall it's kind of dull, and then at the end, like the characters become more interesting, maybe it depends on you. I think at that point. Okay. But there are some reasons that it won't become good. Versus, really, anything could make it bad at the end. A rushed ending, a sloppy, well, a mess. Yeah. Not to change the subject, but I just saw this, and we just talked about this recently, and so I think you might like this, from thehardtimes.net. It's a satirical website. Feel old yet? Skyrim was released nine years ago, seven years ago, four years ago, three years ago, and two years ago. Still waiting for it on my fridge, though. Chase Bunker. So I just showed Kyle that video, and immediately, as soon as... The Elmo voice went in. His eyes got so big. Kyle Helmstetter. I love Elmo. Do you really? Is that like your guilty? No. Oh, okay. This is that game show. So we, for about a week, April was probably going to be the biggest gaming month in history. Because you had Final Fantasy VII pushed back into April. You had Resident Evil 3 Remake being uh, released in April. Then you had Cyberpunk in April. But now Cyberpunk just got delayed out of 27 uh i almost said out of 2077 um it's gonna be in september now Mm. which you know i think everyone's wall is like oh thank god yeah because i I was talking to my friend anthony he's like i have pre-orders for all three of those it's a rough that's a rough month for money yeah i'll say that um 
I personally, we've talked about delays in the past. You know how we, yes. I, I think we're all unanimously on the side of like it's good. If you need to delay the game, mm-hmm. delay the game. The quality should improve with that kind of delay, mm-hmm. right? Like if it, if it's a good reason, like don't overwork your staff. Don't you know? Don't force them to do something, and and now it's a miserable game and experience for everybody. Like just take the time, take the extra few months. People are gonna be happy, of course, because it's like the same thing of like. If I promise you a cake and I take an extra week to make it for you, like you're gonna be annoyed. But if the quality is better, I think you'll be, you know, thankful in the end. It's kind of a similar. It's a similar thing. So yeah. I'm glad that they're delaying it for hopefully. I have actually I haven't seen the reason why. Yeah, I haven't seen but. it either. But I, I'm I'm more or less now at the point of if it's delayed, I'm all right with it. Yeah, I'm as okay long with it. as it's a good game in the end, I'm perfectly okay with this. We've seen too many games rushed to finish. And they're just not, they're not games. They're, yeah. they're, they're play testing betas that you paid $60 for. And now you're kind of wondering where the rest of the game is. Yeah. Like Sonic boom is a perfect example. Like All why you don't. Games. Yeah. What's funny is like Sonic boom. The series is actually pretty good. Is it? Yes. Oh, like it's, played that one. it's the series of the, the TV series, I should say is really good. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen some, some like images that like they break the fourth wall all the time. Oh, they do. Yes, and like they go a little bit adult here oh, and there. No, yes, they're classic cartoony that way. Yes, uh, I also realized that we probably should try to contact Eric just because of Final Fantasy or excuse me, Resident Evil and Final Fantasy in the same month. Yeah, um, to make sure that he's gonna be okay that month. Yeah, like we probably should get one episode with him before then. Yeah, because I don't think he's going to actually be able to. I'm gonna send him care packages. Yeah, I don't think he will go outside. There's a legitimate chance he won't. Yeah, I think there's a legitimate shot that he's probably going to request off the entire month of April for at work. Yeah. And he's just going to be playing both those games. Yep. And then I'm going to find out that he's, like, decaying himself because he just won't eat. He's just like, I gotta beat this game. I gotta yeah. beat this game. I gotta beat this game. Exactly. Well, we also... I wanted to get his reaction just like, the remake being announced. The Resident Evil 3 remake being announced. Because I think that's his favorite... I'd have to listen to previous podcasts in order to remember. Do you want to deal with that? No. Yeah, I don't either. Chase Bunker. We but should probably clean up the channel a little bit in terms of how many videos we have on there. Kyle Helmstetter. You have 170 videos on there. Yeah. They have two views apiece. Some of them have zero. Yeah, they're largely not good. You ever thought about cleaning them up a little bit? No. This is that game show. So the gaming world is kind of crazy as it always is. There's not much like... I guess there's not really news news, is there? There's nothing like groundbreaking right now. It's just kind of, we got our big stuff. Sony's sitting out again for Shocker. E3. I, 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 I'm not surprised. E3 right now is a dumpster fire. It's, it's yeah. I mean, I mean, besides like, okay, you're having people now pull out of it. Mm-hmm. You're having all your, like all the journalists that attended got doxxed. Yeah. And I feel like it's very hard for you to come back from that. Like, I'm afraid of like what's gonna happen with E3. Well, in a in a time before this, E3 was huge because everybody went. Mm-hmm. But you also had big announcements from companies that just didn't say much. Like the age of spoilers was a little different. Like the big game that was released was like that was the focus. Of, you know, like you think about it. Think back a few years ago. What were your big games everyone played? You had your Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, yeah, but you had your Smash Bros. everyone played kind of thing. Or you had games that everybody played for a while until the 
the announcement was made that a new thing was coming out and everyone kind of slowly transitioned over. But that was like over a period of time. Now it's like everybody gets announced a big game and it's almost like it's over in a flash. Everybody either beats the game in one to two, three days if they can. And then that pan is kind of like, it's over with. We're just like, we move on to the next possibly big game and we wait for the next quiet reveal like Apex when it slipped under you know man yeah that came out of nowhere it did and but what was supposed to be big instead of apex remember it was supposed to be was it pledge no maybe it was for honor was that supposed to be the big one at the time or was it Cause I think... for honor had a different you might think of anthem anthem that was supposed to be the big one yeah was... anthem was supposed to be the big one and now um i'm pretty sure if we did that game awards we'd all agree most disappointing game it was disappointing but that's the thing is like you look look how many modern or not modern warfare, but look how many like multiplayer games you have. You have currently out. You have the Modern Warfare. Yes. You have Titanfall Two, which is a very good game. It was free on the PlayStation. Uh, like if you had PS Plus, it was mm-hmm. free like last month or two months ago. Probably. Very very good game. I hear it's real incredible. That's the thing though is like no one plays it though because the community isn't really there because one the first one was kind of a flip flop, mm-hmm. but two is like we have so many games out. That are not big, big, but they're big enough to command your attention. You can't focus on all of them. Yeah. So it's like, and people don't have the $60 to buy every big game unless that's all you do. It's why I do a lot of my big game shopping on Black Friday. Yeah. Black Friday, I got Control. I got Devil May Cry 5, Resident Evil 2, which I only got out of loyalty to Stephanie Panicello. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, I'm going to be so paranoid. Wolfenstein Youngblood, mm-hmm. which was probably, uh, I'm hearing, is the weakest out of all those purchases. But, like, again, all those, like, I didn't spend more than $30 on a game. Mm-hmm. Like, I spent maybe all the combined total, not even $100. That's good. That's That's good. That's the thing is, like, you can do that, but you're also now waiting until after the game has been released and the dead. Now yes. those are single player games for the most part, so that's a much different. Yes. Piece. The multiplayer E3, yes, it focuses a lot on the single players, but now they've transitioned. You see a lot of companies aiming multiplayer because that's where money is. Yes. You can get multi, you know, people who keep buying things and passes and all that stuff. That's where the transition of E3 has begun heading. Is these companies are looking at it and they're like, I can release a sixty dollar game. You guys can get a passport or something like that, and mm-hmm. then there's DLCs, and there's add-ons, and there's little microtransactions you can have. Mm-hmm. Not every company does microtransactions, but they can if you want to, and that's where it's becoming. E3 is, is suffering because of that, because there's so many big things, but there's not enough money for people to sit there and buy all these big things. So the big announcement, mm-hmm. is it any... Like, Cyberpunk 77 was one everybody's looking forward to, I guess, but... At some point, we're all going to get it, we're all going to play it, we're all going to beat it, and we're going to wait for the next big game. Cyberpunk, like, while we're on talking about Cyberpunk, I'm worried about it, because it's getting a lot of hype. It is, and it's never good when something gets a ton of hype. Nope. I mean, what were the one, two things that I was right on? I was right on uh, Duke Nukem Forever, and I was right on Destiny, because I kept saying, man, we are already calling it Game of the Year, and when you're already doing that... You're gonna set yourself up for failure. It's like, yeah, you you hype something up too much, it cannot it can't meet your expectations. I hope that it is a good, playable, fun game, and I'm sure it will be. The problem is just I hope that people also temper their expectations and don't over jump to a conclusion that may no longer be plausible. Like 
See, like Destiny 2. Expecting it to be... I mean, Destiny 1, I guess, would be a better example. Expecting it to be a long game, fun for, like, everybody, immersive. And it turns out you beat it really quickly, and then that's the end of it. I hope it doesn't turn into something where it's like you, you play it really fast, and you oh, love yeah. it when it's there, but it's so quick and over with because you're just so interested, you know? Yeah. So... I, I you, hope that... I, I mean, like, with all games, I hope they do well. I do, too. But... I'm afraid of what's going to be the end result yeah. when it comes out. Like, granted, they just delayed. So yeah. I'm perfectly okay with them delaying. But if you're going to keep delaying it, you better make this, like, the masterpiece that everyone is saying. Yeah, just that, put your heart into it. Yes. I think E3 this year is going to focus on the consoles mostly. Yes. You're going to start to see your console exclusives if they have them. We've kind of broken that barrier down a little bit. We're starting to see more cross-platforms, too. Yes. Like, interaction between them all. Um, so, I suspect RE3 is going to focus more on, on the Xbox and PlayStation reveals, mm -hmm. as well as possible games that should want to make you get those consoles. Yes, you're probably going to see more PS5 well, stuff. Well, I guess we won't see any PS5 stuff because sony's well gonna... i mean yeah but i think like whenever sony sony's gonna do a press conference yeah they're gonna do their own thing. they're gonna do their own thing but they're going to do it probably the week of e3 right but to it's going to be line. yeah but they're going to just like not be there or they're gonna do it the week after and steal the hype yeah, well they're gonna wait for xbox yeah. they're gonna have xbox do his thing and they go okay Here's now it's our turn yeah. and here's what we're gonna do to once again just throttle we're gonna try xbox at the end of the day i mean between the th the Xbox One and the PS4, I, I have both of them. I know people are going to get kind of dicey about it. I really don't see a difference between the two of them. They're remarkably similar in terms of performance to me. Um, I don't... I mean, the controllers is what people most people tell me they like better about one or the other. Some people tell me the interface sometimes is what they like. like. Mostly, though, it's always been I had a PS2 when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So I'm sticking with PlayStation. Other yeah. people say I had a 360. I'm sticking with Xbox. Yeah. And I mean, that's on them. That's like, it. Yeah, that's all it is. It, at this point, I don't notice a huge performance difference. Right now, and this is what Nintendo said when they were making the Wii, graphics can only get so much better, so let's start focusing on the gameplay. And that's why they made right. the Wii. And that's the other half of it is graphics can only get so much better and your TV can only get so good. Yeah. I mean, my TV gets up to maybe 4K, I think, but... Is that really much more noticeable than if I'm playing at like 1080 at 8K and all that? Like, yeah, like, sure, maybe I notice a little bit better of quality, but I'm more or less at that point already impressed. Man, we got really serious these I past know. few segments. That's and the third episode's gonna be oh, a real doozy. Oh my gosh! All right, uh, thanks a lot, guys, for listening. Um, make sure you check us out. You can follow us on Twitter at Chase Bunker. You can follow Kyle on Twitter. At don't don't just just. Just follow the page on Twitter. I don't use Twitter. Yeah, you can follow the t follow the show on Twitter at that underscore game show. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash that game show show. You could add me on Facebook if you want, however. <laughs> That's the one I'm probably. All right. Or you're, um, you can also follow us on Instagram. That, let me check on that. Should um, be that underscore game underscore show. It should. Um, we are going to be posting stuff there. As well as you can follow my cosplay channel at Scandinavian underscore sensations. If you don't know how to spell that, just wing it, and it's a picture of Loki, I'm pretty sure, is the first one. All right. So. We'll talk to you guys next time. Have a good day. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out more episodes on iTunes and on our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash thatgameshowshow. And follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 
that game show show. <laughs>